This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. And joining us for the final edition of Speak Legal for 2022, Rupert O'Brien. And Rupert, uh, we're going to be talking today about a, a topic that I guess uh, we don't uh, like to have to think about, but it's a reality for many, those who are facing uh, violence in their residential situation and how that might affect their tenancies. Good to have you with us, Rupert. Thanks for coming on board. That's Mario, Jeff. Yeah, that's right. Um, this is a bit of a difficult one to talk about and might be a difficult one for people to listen to. Um, but it is kind of important. I do recommend people have a listen along. Um, so, yes, today we're talking about the new additions to the Residential Tenancies Act. Well, they're actually not that new. They're in 2020. That allow a tenancy to be ended for violence. Um, the main purpose of these is to allow victims of family violence to escape their abusers. Um, you might remember in a, a couple of years ago there was a new provision put in that allowed employees to get 10 days annual leave. Uh, 10 days domestic violence leave mm. for if they were the victim of family violence. This is kind of an addition to that just to allow people the time and space to get away um, and out of situations that can that are dangerous. Uh, I guess, uh, Rupert, uh, we should say at the outset that um, the matters relating to the tenancy are secondary to that initial situation of getting into a safe place. What should people do if they are uh, in an unsafe place in terms of uh, any violence in the household? Yeah. That, that's the most important thing to lead with is you get safety first. This stuff can be sorted out after. Um, so if you're in immediate danger, look, you, you call the police. Uh, they're the best people to help on the spot. But if you're not feeling like you're in immediate danger or you don't want to talk to the police for any reason, um, there are a couple other places you can go. So there's Women's Refuge who do great work here in Otago. Um, they're on 03 466 uh, Male Survivors Otago from um, male victims of family violence. That's on 0800 676656. Uh, you can go to your doctor, they can help, um, or you can go to ruok.org as well if mm. you just want to read about it and maybe understand some more. Okay, uh, Rupert, perhaps we should start with, with some definitions. What is family violence in terms of ways defined in the law? Yeah, so there's a couple of different definitions actually, but, but the one for our purposes is the broadest one, which is really good. Uh, it's, so violence can be uh, physical violence, that's kind of what you think of um, when you think of family violence, but it can be more than that. It, it can be sexual violence, coercion, um, or psychological abuse. So that's behaviour that's coercive and controlling. Things like stalking, uh, damaging to your, damage to your property, financial abuse, um, ill treatment of pets, or removing access to medication or medical aids. So any of these things could be considered uh, abuse or, phys- or family violence for the purposes of what we're talking about today. And in terms of the relationships um, that uh, 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 this applies to? Yeah, so again, this one's quite broad, which we think is a really good thing because the reality is, is this kind of abuse doesn't always just happen in uh, a typical relationship. So it can be partners or spouses, which is what you again normally think of, but it can also be a former partner or a spouse, so someone you've broken up with but maybe you're still living with, um, a family member, your parents, maybe you're uh, any, any direct family member or, or your flatmate. So um, protection orders don't always apply to flatmates, but for purposes of family violence at the residential tenancy, 
your flatmate can be included in that. Okay, well that's an important one, I guess. Um, yeah. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the process here. Um, you know, what what do you need to have in place to be able to uh, end a tenancy where there's violence? So, uh, the, once again, I think you need to be safe to, to, to put your mind to any of this stuff. Um, so, you need to get to a safe place and then you need to, then there's a couple of forms and bits and pieces you need to get together. Um, the Ministry of Housing and Urban Development actually still haven't published the forms and regulations for this, um, but it is our opinion that the law is in force anyway and you can still leave your tenancy. Those forms will be published soon, we've been promised. I've had a sneak peek at the drafts and they are on their way, they do exist. But what you basically need is you need some form of evidence. So you need a letter and email from a medical professional a social worker or a family family violence service provider, that's someone like Women's Refuge, um, or you need a police safety order or protection order, something re um, relating to family violence that has been issued during the course of the tenancy. Uh, either, either of those, you don't need both, just one of those will be enough, and you need to pass this along to your landlord. Uh, note that it's mandatory the landlord keeps this information secret, and you know I think that everyone can understand why. Um, but once they have this evidence, they can in the the tenant ends the tenancy unilaterally, and it's only two days' notice. So you pass the evidence on. You say, "Look, I've been the victim of family violence. Here's my letter from my doctor. Um, I'm going to have to get out of this tenancy to get away." And and two days later, you're no longer fixed into that tenancy, and it doesn't matter what kind of tenancy it is. So periodic or the fixed term tenancies, like we were talking about the other week, those can both be ended with just two days' notice. All right. Uh, Rupert, let's talk now about the implications of this for landlords. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll go through what this means for landlords first, and then I'll talk about a little bit of uh, an addition to the Act that also protects landlords as well. So for when a tenant has been a victim of family violence, look, I mean, the other thing is if you're a landlord listening, you don't need to get that evidence. If you, you know, get that evidence from them, if you believe them, you, it's, you're welcome to help them out and get them out of that tenancy without the evidence or without the um, two days notice, you can do it even shorter if you want to. But the important thing is that if uh, a tenant vacates due to family violence, um, if the tenant was, if the victim was the only tenant, the tenancy is ended, that's it. Um, and if there are other tenants, then the remaining tenants get their re rent reduced proportionally. So, you know, if it was three tenants, then one third of the rent is reduced just for two weeks. Uh, and you have to enter into a discussion on how to continue the tenancy. So it could continue with a variation of adding a tenant or continuing with reduced tenants but paying the full rent. Um, or you might decide that both of you might decide it's better to end the tenancy. Uh, it's kind of up to you at that point to work it out with the remaining tenants. What about if a tenant commits a physical uh, assault against a, a landlord or someone related to the landlord? Yeah, so that is the other provision. So your landlords are also protected um, by this one. If a tenant commits a physical assault against you, the landlord, or a member of your family, um, or the owner of the property, if it's a different person, or the property manager, um, you have to get the police to lay charges. So you have to report it and get, the, get charges laid. But once charges have been laid for this assault, then you, you have, uh, it's a minimum of two weeks' notice but you don't need to apply to the tenancy tribunal and it doesn't matter what kind of tenancy it is. So if once a charge has been laid for assault, 
you give notice in the tenancy with just 14 days. Well, it, yeah, it does sound, Rupert, as though um, these changes to the legislation have definitely been designed to make the transition as quick uh, as possible and taking into account that you know that safety is the issue here and there, there shouldn't be uh, backwards and forwards about whether it's the right or wrong thing to do. It's just uh, if you've got the necessary uh, evidence and um, you, cause to back it up, you can end these tenancies and, and move on relatively quickly. Yeah, that's right. And, and it really helps because we were seeing people being stuck in abusive situations or having to pay rent for a tenancy that they had to flee um, after, after escaping. So you don't have to do that anymore. You can get out, get out first, then go talk to um, someone to help you fill out these forms if you need it because Women's Refuge will be able to help, we can help. Um, but yeah, get out, get safe first. Well, Rupert, thank you for bringing that to us today. Uh, I suppose it's a timely one. I mean, it does, uh, unfortunately, at this time of year, as we head into the, the summer season, um, the party season, the, the longer summer nights and so forth, um, uh, for all sorts of reasons, these things, and the pressures of Christmas time, the financial pressures that people are under right now, these things do tend to come to a head, I mean, right through the year, but this, the summer season, I imagine. Uh, the numbers are you know, very concerning. So it's good to know that there are some protections in place around all of this. Um, thanks so much, Rupert, for bringing this to us and indeed to uh, Community Law Otago for their continued contribution to Speak Legal through the year. We've had some really interesting conversations, Rupert, uh, about all manner of topics. And, you know, uh, in many respects, one hopes that a lot of the things we've talked about aren't things that we need to concern ourselves around too much. But from time yeah. to time, we we do get ourselves in a situation where we need a little bit of a help and uh, it's guidance. And Community Law Otago have been really fantastic with all of that here on ORFM this year. And, of course, continuing to do so through... Um, making themselves available to members of the public through the service that uh, community law offers. So, Rupert, uh, from ORFM to you and your team, thanks so much for everything uh, you've uh, given us this year, and we do look forward to connecting again with Community Law Otago in 2023. We also want to say a big thank you to the Faculty of Law for backing this series through the course of the year. Thanks very much, Jeff. We really appreciate you having us on. It's uh, really good to be able to reach a different kind of people than sometimes we manage to, so... Really appreciated your input as well. We look forward to catching up with you next year. Kia ora, Rupert. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, Training for Life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.